Welcome to Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry, a podcast dedicated to changing the way women eat to lose weight so they can feel their hottest. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, former fad dieter turned registered dietitian. Each week, I'll share all of my favorite healthy eating tips and swaps, help you through frustrations on your journey, and show you the science behind losing weight. Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry is here to make weight loss simple, fun, and easy to stick to for life. Hey ladies, in case you missed it, Fit Girl Fall is officially back on the Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry podcast. Alongside weekly mini episodes on all things fitness and fat loss during the fall season, I want to remind you that we are doing a very special giveaway that I do not want you to miss out on. For Fit Girl Fall, I will be giving away four amazing prizes to four lucky and loyal listeners of the show, including one walking pad to go on your hot girl walks in your office as you're working as winter is approaching us, two $100 Alley Yoga gift cards to revamp your fall wardrobe and get some new hot girl workout clothes, and a Stanley cup so you can stay hydrated and make sure it's always on your desk. To enter, I've made this super easy for you. Head to thesororitynutritionist.com backslash giveaway for instructions on how to enter, which includes leaving a rating and review of the show. Winners will be announced on October 30th, both on the episode that will launch that day here on the podcast, and they also will be announced on my Instagram at sorority.nutritionist. All the details for the giveaway, including how to enter, when the winners will be announced, and the terms are available in the show notes for you, including a link to the website where you'll be able to enter the giveaway at, which is the sororitynutritionist.com backslash giveaway. And as a reminder, I will never ask for personal information. So head to the sororitynutritionist.com backslash giveaway to participate in this giveaway. Now on to today's episode. Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry. Today's episode is on 10,000 steps in honor of Fit Girl Fall because during fall, this is when many women tend to become less active, like we've talked about on some of the episodes so far. But also if you're starting your fitness journey in fall, I know it can be an incredibly difficult time as we're entering the winter months, especially if you are living in a climate similar to what it was in last year, aka Boston, and you can't get out as much, especially with the snowstorms and the weather and you know, really just depending on where you live. So I thought not only because of fall, but because this is literally one of the most popular questions that I get asked from clients, from DMs, from messages, like literally all of the time. I end up talking about this 10,000 steps per day. And actually, funny story about this all. I remember when I learned about this whole 10,000 steps a day in grad school, specifically when I was doing my master's degree, I was mind blown because I feel like you hear this 10,000 steps per day goal from literally everyone, dietitians, nutritionists, fitness people, personal trainers, doctors. I mean, even your dentist is probably telling you, you should get in more steps per day. Like just everyone, everyone is talking about it, but I wanted to actually set the record straight. And I want to really answer this question for you for number one, do you really need to hit 10,000 steps per day to lose body fat? But I also want to quickly go over the history of 10,000 steps, give you reasons why, yes, it could be important for fat loss and really give you the moral of the story of what's most important to understand. So without further ado, let's talk about a little bit of this history because in grad school, my mind was blown. Basically, the 10,000 steps per day goal was invented, not discovered through research. It was invented by a Japanese company. And this idea basically originated from something that was called Yamasa. And they created the manpometer, which translates to around 10,000 steps per meter. And, you know, I'm not going to get too much into it, but basically 
They ended up trademarking it. It was around the 1964 Olympics. 10,000 was selected, and I'm not super familiar with Japanese culture. I did have a best friend in elementary school who I've said till this day, I want to go visit her in Japan, by the way. Shout out to Miyuko. Not that she's listening to this. Um, I love you, Miyuko. But um, when it comes to 10,000 steps, supposedly with how in the Japanese culture with counting, it just made a lot of sense is, is what I hear, especially with a lot of research on this topic that I've looked at and what I've heard. But basically, they selected 10,000 and come to know in the scientific community, we was selected to promote physical activity, but it wasn't necessarily backed by science. It was like a very round, perfect number that they were choosing. And it's interesting because many studies, when we look across the world, various populations have very different amount of steps. And I think we all can agree that most of us, especially here in the United States, are very sedentary, so more is better. But there have been research where maybe 6,000 to 8,000 is really good and 10,000 isn't necessarily the benchmark that we should put for every single person as this you know, benchmark to hit. Sort of like the 12,000 calories per day is this number everyone should hit. That's kind of how 10,000 steps per day is in the exercise and fitness community. And there are even populations that don't even reach necessarily 8,000 steps per day on average when we look at research and clinical data. So that's just really interesting. But what is interesting is I actually went to the trenches and I wanted to look up actual research on this 10,000 steps per day now that we have this benchmark and I know people are trying to hit it. So there was actually a study in 2019 available in JAMA, and it basically was the association of step volume and intensity with all-cause mortality in older women. And I wanted to choose a female-focused study for you guys because I know most of you guys are female that are listening to this. And it's very interesting because the research showed in this study that women who averaged around 4,400 steps per day had significantly lower all-cause mortality rates, which is any mortality basically means like death. So all-cause, aka any type of mortality, significantly lower all-cause mortality rates over a follow-up period of 4.3 years compared to women who took 2,700 steps per day. Now, the only limitation in this study I do want to point out is it doesn't tell us how many steps we particularly need, but it is very interesting in this research how we see how more steps, 2,700 versus 4,400, is better for mortality. That being said, we don't see specific weight loss focused data in this study. However, it does show the importance of steps for our health. Now, when it comes to specific steps on weight management, we know through many of the CDC American guidelines that we follow, I know a lot of physicians follow these guidelines along with dietitians and personal trainers as well. We know from many, many different agencies how important steps are to not just improving our health and managing our health, but also in terms of weight management. That makes a lot of sense. So there's so much connection between physical activity and weight management on many different levels. And I could do a whole nother podcast episode on that topic if it interests you guys. So please let me know. But what I will say is it's very hard to recommend specifics because how we typically recommend exercise to the general population is not based on, okay, you have to run a mile or you have to do 10,000 steps. That's not very effective for population recommendations. Instead, we think about in general, the amount of minutes and the intensity to provide those recommendations. So for instance, the CDC recommends basically the equivalent of 150 minutes of moderate intensity activity a week to maintain your weight and to lose weight. You may need more amounts of physical activity unless you adjust your diet, because when you exercise more, it increases how many calories you burn, making a deficit easier. And sometimes you can enter that deficit just through 
increasing your maintenance calories and therefore what you're eating now becomes a deficit because you know you're not changing it. However, we don't just focus on exercise for weight loss, which is something to keep in mind. But when you focus on food first, like we do here at TSN and exercise second, exercise is really to enhance this process. So with that in mind, do you need 10,000 steps per day? Well, let me tell you why I'm not here to say you need 10,000 steps per day, but I do want to emphasize that steps and daily movement is incredibly important for weight management. And it's important for three very specific reasons. Number one, like I had mentioned before, when you get your diet in check, you get your weight loss calorie range, you start eating balanced meals, you start emphasizing protein, you start doing all of these amazing things. Heck, you could also be actually going to the gym and maybe you are doing resistance-based exercise to build muscle mass, and improve your body composition. You were doing all of these things. Why I still would recommend daily steps is because one, your gym session could be only 30 or 45 minutes or even an hour a day, but there are many other hours of the day. And so if you're sedentary, those other hours, that will actually impact your maintenance calories a lot because your maintenance calories are not just calculated based upon your workouts and your hard workouts in the gym, but they're based upon your daily movement. And that does impact your calories. It impacts other things as we're going to talk about too, but this will slightly increase your maintenance calories and make weight loss easier and allow you to eat more food while losing weight. So it is a win-win in my book, but it does help you increase your maintenance calories slightly and does make fat loss easier. The second reason why daily steps are really important is movement and physical activity actually impacts how your body breaks down food. You essentially become more efficient. And I talked about this in the blood sugar episode as well with strength training, but especially with even walking, you become more efficient at burning calories and breaking down calories because calories are carbs, proteins, fats. Those are the nutrients we consume. They provide calories and energy to our body. We have to break down those foods to use them. We become very efficient at using nutrients when we are more physically active. And, you know, that's the typical classic example of you eat a meal and you go on a walk versus sitting on the couch. You're actually going to break down that food quicker because of that movement that you're doing. Also has many benefits for our digestion, completely unrelated to weight loss and, you know, that whole conversation. But you actually become more efficient and specifically it impacts how your body utilizes specific nutrients and basically how your body breaks them down. So that has many advantageous benefits for fat loss, our body composition, and our health, which are all interconnected. And the third thing I do with my clients regarding walking and why I think walking and daily movement is so important is for plateaus. So basically your body has protective mechanisms to not lose weight that are hardwired in us from the time where we were cavemen and cavewomen. And that is really because our body doesn't really want to gain weight. Our body doesn't necessarily want to lose weight. I'd say if anything, it's easier sometimes feels like, you know, psychologically to gain weight than it is to lose weight. And part of that is because when you try to lose weight, your body is going to do things to try to stop it and eventually adapt. And that's why your body can adapt to a low amount of calories or a lower amount of calories. And then you stop losing weight. And that essentially is what a plateau is. And our body also has these mechanisms for weight gain. Hence why we get full. And then when we break past that fullness for many different reasons, that's when we, you know, break past the protective mechanism of, you know, stop eating and then we keep eating. Right. And there's many things that impact this. But anyway, walking and daily movement is really important for plateaus, especially when you might be trying to get into a slight deficit, but you're just not in enough of a deficit. So you're going to burn more calories. It's going to create that deficit a little bit more naturally and allow your body to kind of break past the point of, you know, I'm kind of on the cusp of being in a deficit. I'm going to go back to maintenance and 
really just ensure that you are eating less than what you burn. I find walking is incredibly important for plateaus, incredibly important for body composition change, and is obviously very important if you are listening to the show to make sure that you're getting in movement, especially important as you are advancing on your journey and maybe your deficit isn't working as effectively now. This is one of those ways to up-level and really just make sure you're doing everything that you can. But the moral of the story when it comes to 10,000 steps that I want you to know is you don't necessarily need 10,000 steps per day. How I set daily movement goals with my clients to best optimize their chances of fat loss is more related to how they're doing right now, what they're doing right now for physical activity. And I don't want to bore you with a ton of different examples and specifics, but the same concept actually applies to food. I always meet my clients with where they're at. I might want you to eat 120 grams of protein per day, but if you're eating 30 or 60 grams of protein, I'm not going to bump up to 120 if I don't think that's something realistic that you could learn and really consistently hit. So the same concept applies to steps. If you are not very active right now and you're averaging maybe 1,000, 2,000 steps, you live a very sedentary lifestyle. Yes, for some people, you could go up to 10,000 steps, but I would really argue you could get the same benefit going to you know, 3,000 or making your goal 5,000 to 7,000 steps per day instead of 10,000 steps. And you could actually be doing less work and still getting the benefit because we're not just trying to hit 10,000 steps. We're trying to get more active and that's really the goal. So really how many steps your specific step goal should be is going to be dependent on what you're doing now and what you're consistent with. And the keyword is consistency because classic mistake, if you are hitting, you know, 10,000 steps one week and 2,000 steps another week is we want to get very consistent with it. And I actually rather your daily step goal be lower, but something you can consistently do versus high and low when we're playing this constant game, because that actually will impact your maintenance calories. I also want to point out that more is not always better when it comes to steps. There is a point where you might max out. If you're hitting 10,000 or even 15,000 steps per day, I'm not going to be like, oh, for more fat loss, you have to hit 20,000 steps per day. That's when we want to look at your overall plan, the overall vibe of what you're doing before we make that next choice and decision about what is the overall plan for you to lose weight, the overall plan for you to really target this fat loss. Because there does become a point where you're not going to do 30,000 steps per day unless you're going to Disney one day and you're walking a lot. So you want to also kind of keep that in the back of your mind. This is more for people who are more sedentary and how to get more active and have that baseline activity. And then at that point, I would really argue what are other ways to up level? I'm talking at again, hit workouts or maybe running and cardiovascular fitness or other forms of working out that are going to challenge you in better ways to help you ultimately continue to get in this calorie deficit and improve your body composition. And I also just want to mention lastly that tracking steps is a really easy way to track activity. That's why I have it on our progress trackers, my clients in the membership and my, my 90 day Fitbit body coaching clients that are directly working with me. We, we love tracking steps. It's really great. And I just want to emphasize that you don't have to, for sure. I've set goals with clients that are like, go on a 30 minute walk like two or three times a week. That's what I want you to do to get more active. Just move your body. I don't even care if you track the time that you're moving your body, but I just want to point out that it's kind of easier to track steps, especially if you have a watch, even on your phone, it tracks it a little bit versus tracking how many minutes or hours you walk per day because you're constantly stopping and going. So I just want to emphasize to you that when it comes to steps, I don't say this often, but when it comes to steps, more typically is better. The whole goal is to get active, but I just want to emphasize, do not overthink this 10,000 steps per day goal. The goal is to be consistent with daily movement and daily activity. It's not to be perfect and feel bad if you hit just under 10,000 steps per day. If you're hitting 9,000 steps per day and it's not 10,000, 
yeah, I try to hit 10,000 steps per day, but 9,000 is still pretty rock solid and it's still emphasizing that movement. So remember, do not overthink your daily step goal. Set the goal realistic to you, realistic to what you can do day in and day out, but is emphasizing being better 1%, 10% better than maybe how you typically are before. And once again, the goal is to just try not to be sedentary. That is the goal. Hey, girlfriend, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about eating right for fat loss and never gaining weight back, I'll be continuing this party on Instagram where you can find me at sorority.nutritionist posting inspiration every single day. Also, if you're wondering where to get started on your journey, be sure to head to the sororitynutritionist.com backslash quiz to take my free quiz that will tell you why you aren't losing weight and what you can begin to do about it so you can see progress faster. You can also find any other links and resources mentioned in the show at the sororitynutritionist.com under free resources. I hope you have such a beautiful day and I will see you next time, girlfriend.